You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Day 495 of quarantine and uh, screening in Kingston's back again for another Movies from a Hat. Taylor, how are you doing? Well, you know, it's it's uh, another day in quarantine. And Just so, another day. Yeah. 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 It's, um, today, I, I was telling you just before we hit record that for me today is an especially just quarantine cagey day. It's caught up to you. Yeah, it's caught up to me today. And sometimes it does that where every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, like I'm just all I'm thinking about is after we record today, I'm going to edit the show and then I don't have anything else to do. You're going to sleep. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> you're going to go to bed and then you're going to wake up and do it all over again. Is that why? All over again. Is that why you tweeted um, today's Groundhog Day? Yeah, because I woke up this morning and thought, ah, a new day, but really it's not you looked at all of the wonderful options that were ahead of you and realized there are no options yeah i looked at the week that is going to be and i was like no this is not no this is no good i hear it i hear that this is the thing like i'm not i'm not one who would complain about like i would never say that there's nothing to do because we live in the age of like there's always something to watch and there's always something going on in terms of like we're in the age of digital everything but it's more just it, i feel like doing something a little different you know i don't i don't <laughs> want to just watch these things like i all i've done taylor i want this isn't even like a joke for at least the past week since since we recorded with matt last week i'll tell you exactly what every day pretty much has been for me i i pretty much i look at all this stuff you know, on Netflix and Crave and, and all these things. I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of new things and all this documentary or whatever. You know what I end up doing? I watch Star Trek in bed until I fall asleep. Yep. Every yep. night. <laughs> I at least, I mean, not that you're not working, but you have, you run your own business. But um, mm-hmm. so like, if you didn't want to do anything, you didn't have to. I at least have like a job that like gives me some, uh, schedule yeah it's it's the structure yeah it's the structure because like yeah as you said like i'm still working but it's so lacking structure that once you do everything you know once you sit down and you do the things you need to you can set up a structure for yourself for the week but you don't have that okay from nine to five i know where i'm what i'm doing where i am clocking in and then you know because it's more like oh gotta do work here for a few hours oh nothing's happening okay do something else come oh gotta go back and do work whatever but it's it's sporadic so it doesn't feel it just doesn't feel the same as even prior to quarantine i was at least going in places i was like going and i was out there and i was you know you're like meeting clients meeting exactly meeting clients and meeting prospective clients and there was there was places to go and uh there's nowhere to go now there's nowhere to go uh-huh. Although um, I did have the exciting adventure of going to Classic Video on Friday, ooh, that and was how like was that? a big <laughs> to do. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> what was um, that like? It was good. So now they're doing curbside pickups. So mm-hmm. I just called when they opened to 
opened up at 11, told them what movies I wanted to pick up. They said, great, see you in 30 minutes. We drove up and they literally saw us in the window. They came out, gave us our movies, and then we left. Well, we paid for them. (laughs) (laughs) You just took them and ran. (laughs) We took them and ran. No, so um, that was a good experience. So, um, you know, if people are looking for something a little bit different, they don't want to watch Netflix anymore, um, go ahead and go to Classic Video. So I rented our two movies in a hat, uh, Mm -hmm. The Kingsman, which, okay, did not realize that there was like a full name for that movie. Yes, and the Kingsman, the Secret Service. The the Secret Service really is not necessary for the title of the movie. No, it's not. But it's because they want they knew they wanted to make another one. Like they knew somewhere. Oh, okay. I, I bet you this. It's one of those scenarios where because they did this with the Pirates of the Caribbean. The movie originally was called Pirates of the Caribbean, and then there's this interview. I think it was with Johnny Depp where he said, and then one day the script arrived and it was Pirates in the Caribbean, search for whatever. What like it was something. And he huh. was like, oh, I guess I guess they want to make more. I bet you that happened with Kingsman. It was called Kingsman. And then someone somewhere was like, okay, this is really good. We're going to make more. I've never, so heard like, Colon. <laughs> I've never heard anyone refer to it as its full name. No, everyone just calls it Kingsman. Yeah. So I rented Kingsman, Empire of the Sun. And then Dan and I together watched, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of the movie? That Thing You Do. Which was oh, yes. uh, Tim, not Tim. What's his name? Tom Hanks. Tom Tim Hanks. Ha- yes. Tim Hanks. Tim Hanks. <laughs> first... <laughs> Old Timmy Hanks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> his first uh, direct directorial debut, and he also wrote the script. So well, it was uh, just another movie weekend over at the Lynch household. I that's a it's one of my all time favorite movies. That thing. Really? I really like that movie. Yes, I'm a big fan huh. of that movie. Why is that? Why does that surprise you? Did you not like it? It was okay. Oh wow, okay. But I we gotta gotta talk about this. Yeah, we'll save it for another day. But um, yes, (laughs) we might even be able to talk about it a little bit because one of our fan questions is about musicals. Mm -hmm. It is. Yep, one of our fan questions about musicals, Um, and uh, we can we're going to kind of get to that next. But uh, it's good to hear that classic video is up and running and that it's easy. And if people do uh, need to find the movies from movies from a hat, that's a great place to go because they they have everything. Yeah. Um, But yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into some fan questions. We have a couple fan questions that are not related to the movie club. So as usual, we'll do those first. And then we're going to talk about the two movies, empire of the sun and Kingsman colon, the secret service. (laughs) Um, So let's uh, let's hear from, let's hear from Josh first. Let's get Josh the Inquisitor up in here. So Josh wanted you, everyone, to know um, that uh, he actually did write in a question last week. His streak continues. I forgot it. Um, in all the, <laughs> the, the, I mean, we were talking to Matt, and we had so many real out related questions. I, you know, it was just I just it was my mind. too exciting. We were yeah, too there was excited. too much. Yeah, last week was an episode of there was too much going on. So anyway, I've got I've got Josh's question from last week and this week. So we'll do both. Great. So, but, but it's important for Josh that he keeps his streak up and he did indeed write in a question every week. It was so, our faux pas, not his. That's correct. 100%. Okay. So Josh asks in honor of last week's movie, your name, see how it's two weeks later. Um, what's your favorite animated television series and favorite animated movie? 
You know, it's funny. You had sent this to me um, earlier today for me to think on it. And do you think I got a mm-hmm. chance to think on it? No. 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 <laughs> but frankly, I... frankly, I sent it to you too late. I should have sent this to you with his other question, which came in several days ago. <laughs> because yeah, I've so... had these questions for so long. <laughs> so I'm blaming Mike for not being prepared um, right. on this episode. But probably my favorite animated show, Adventure Time. Adventure Time. I don't think I've seen that one. It is technically a children's show, but <laughs> okay. well, that's fine. It's uh, it's one of those like it's a children's show, but I think more adults watch it than kids. Um, okay. And it's about Finn and Jake. Who Finn is the last human, and Jake is a magical dog, and all of their adventures they go on. Oh, okay. you've really never heard of Adventure Time? I have not. Oh, is this a big thing? Like, am I missing? Is this a big miss in my? I think so. Okay. Let me. Am I saying the name wrong? Nope. Adventure Time. It's from (laughs) the it's from the Cartoon Network. Okay. Okay. I was really into animated stuff and anime stuff and all that. Like when I was younger, I just haven't really caught up to everything. So if it's relevant, is it new? Um, it came out ten years ago. No. Okay. It's not not that new. And it like was running up until recently, um, but it's not on air anymore. And now they're having mm-hmm. like HBO. It has like a special that's ah. going to be like a couple, like each episode's an hour long. And I think there's going to be four episodes. I think the last season might've been 2018. Okay. But uh, yeah, so um, the series finale aired in 2018 and um, four specials were announced on HBO Max called Adventure Time Distant Lands. Um, I really, I'm just like, for someone who's like so dialed into media, I'm just kind of surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I just, I've never heard of that. Maybe it's, just, again, I think that if I have an area that I'm probably the least knowledgeable of or into is, is probably anything that's animated like anime or even American animation. Like I'm just not as up to date there and I don't watch as much of it. I I'm more into live action stuff, but. And to be fair, like 10 years ago, you would have been in your like early twenties and like not necessarily like cartoon age. No. And I will also admit that from, from age, hmm, 20 or 21 till about 26 I even saw less things than I do now I was very 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 busy for about six years in there and I didn't even go see that many movies and I didn't watch a lot of television so and now you do nothing now I do nothing and that's all I do (laughs) (laughs) and both are not great like it's not it's you know I wouldn't recommend either you've experienced both extreme yeah so from from 24 to 34 i've changed a lot but in also no ways <laughs> it's just so, you just pivoted from one extreme to the other. yeah it was more of a pivot the more so than a change <laughs> exactly so do you have a favorite animated show um you know when i was when i was like a teenager into like my early like 20s i, I would have said like you know animated stuff i i was watching like family guy and simpsons yeah who wasn't you know who wasn't doing that south park that type of thing but you know 
I thought because of your name, I would look very deep into like, okay, did I have anything anime related? Like really like, you know, from Japan or something that came, you know, came over here. And when I was a kid, I was really into Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, that kind of stuff. And even looking back on it today, like the stories were really interesting. Like, I think they did a good job of creating like interesting stories and interesting characters with that type of thing. So when I was a kid, I would say that was probably my favorite. Um, And then again, in movies, like animated stuff and anime is just not necessarily something I go to. But like, I I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was probably the best like animated movie I've seen in a long time. Um, And then, I don't know, your name is up there for me in terms of anime. Because I I saw a couple um, that were up for various Oscars over the past couple of years. I can't remember all of their their names offhand, though. Um, But I think your name is actually up there for me in terms of like anime stuff. Because it was, was like really good. Like I, I really, I really liked that, that movie. So, you know, that that's probably up there for me now. It's tough. I don't watch a lot of animated movies. Mm. And it's not that I don't, I don't know, people know, people on the, our listeners think I'm anti-Disney, which isn't the case, but I guess I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not like drawn to animated movies as much. Like I'm even trying to think of like some of the kids movies I really like um paddington's my favorite kids movie but that's not even animation i mean paddington's animated but all like the humans are real um i'm just i just quickly googled animated movies i really liked brave um shrek the shrek movies are really great um if we're talking about like stop motion animation nightmare before christmas good isle of dogs is good fantastic mr fox um those are all good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, awesome. How to Train Your Dragon. Very oh, good yeah. movie. Yes, I, I like that movie. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I just want to give a shout out to another animated show that I really like. Bob's Burgers. That's I've good. heard a lot about this one. That's really I good. I really yeah, like okay. Bob's Burgers. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, Josh's last question for this week is uh in honor of into the woods what's your favorite and least favorite movie adaptations of musicals are there any you prefer as a movie over the musical okay josh the inquisitor this could be it's a whole episode onto itself yeah but why would we put ourselves through that (laughs) no why because our listeners like to torture us i know (laughs) like you don't know there's so many musicals in this hat (laughs) <laughs> There's quite a few in here that they're hoping that we'll talk about. Um, ugh. I mean, I've ranted about this so many times. I just think that musicals don't exactly lend itself to movies very easily. It can be done. I think Chicago is one of the better examples. I think Chicago is a musical that's very good on stage, and it's a very, very good movie as well. You know, I've never even seen it on stage. It's great on stage. Well, it's it, a great but it's movie. Also, it's a great movie. And they did it well because they, they took it, right? So they, they took it and they said, okay, film is different than theater. I don't know. Someone, some genius came up with that <laughs> and was like, oh, I, I, you know what, guys? I think I think film might be different than theater. Like, I, th- I think it might be like a different way to, to get arts. And everyone was like, you don't know what you're talking about, Bob. 
But then Bob was like, no, let's like, let's do something different with it. Let's, let's take it and do an adaptation instead of just trying to put it on there and just stick it on there and put a camera and it's like, oh, it's a musical. Like they, they, they changed things. They made it work. They, they did a bunch of different things. The fact that they had all these scenes happen and then when the musical numbers happen, they cut to this sort of fantasy, everyone's on stage. It worked. It worked for Chicago. It worked to make it into a movie. It was very, very well done. So I think that's probably the best example. Kenny, what's your least, what's the worst one that you've ever The seen? rest of them. Uh, the second Mamma Mia movie. Um uh, parts of the first Mamma Mia movie into the woods, I think is probably one of the worst examples. Cause it's just so awful. And the singing is just dreadful. Um, La La Land's not any good. Um, yeah. La La Land. But does that even count? Because it wasn't a musical first. Cause the question I mean, is about been... adaptations, right? Or. Well, let's go, let's go, let's go to Josh's specific question. here. What's your favorite and least favorite movie? At oh, adaptations. Okay. You're right. Okay, La La Land's not on there. But La La Land is garbage. Let's just have that on record. Yeah, La La Land is garbage. Um, Yeah, I I think Into the Woods is probably one of the worst ones. I mean, what happened was, like, Chicago came out, and then they're like, okay, we got to start doing more musicals because it was popular. And again, like producers of Hollywood do, they're just like, we'll take the one aspect, which is the musical, and just run with it. Forget making a good movie. Let's just pump out as many as we can i i enjoyed the producers i thought that was pretty good but the producers started as a movie became a musical and then back to to like a movie mm-hmm. so i think there was a lot of movie influence like there's a lot of things that already worked like hairspray how, yeah yeah like hairspray is very similar where i i don't 100 percent count that because it started as a movie went to a musical and then they did you know the musical adaptation as movie and and those are pretty good like i think there's a lot that works about those two films um, but yeah, like Into the Woods is probably the worst. Oh, Les Mis. Les Mis is not good. Les Mis does not work. The recent going, one with I Anne think. Hathaway? Yeah, the one with Anne Hathaway and, and um, Anna or his face. Hugh you know, Jackman? Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Thank you. Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think uh, Les Mis, the musical, I don't think translates to a, to a movie screen very well. Oh, and Cats. What am I even saying? Cats. Cats. <laughs> Is, is also just awful as a movie, but the musical is kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. I've seen it on stage and it, and it was not, it was, I kind of left it being like, I don't care what the hype is, but like, this is okay. I left the movie going, I don't know what I just saw. Like it was just awful. So all of those cats into the woods, Les Mis, they're all terrible. You know what I didn't like? Sweeney Todd. So, oh, Sweeney Todd. Yes. Sweeney Todd. Another Sondheim. So a lot of, um, I would say, you know, growing up where I grew up, um, a lot of my musical theater experience, like I would have experienced first as a movie. And then if we, you know, if we were fortunate enough, we may have gone to Toronto to see like the live stage production. But for the most part, like my, it's kind of like when you're reading books, you see the Mm -hmm. movie and then you read the book, right? Right. Like the, the, movies based on so I guess I'm not as hard on musicals as you are <laughs> or I'm not as hard on film adaptations because in a for them for the most part that would have been my first exposure to the musical and to the songs and stuff so sure my favorite uh movie musicals are probably um and, and you know this you may not like this 
I don't know, but um, the the original Jesus says Jesus Christ Superstar from the seventies. Oh, that's a great film. That's a great yeah. film. Love I it. I love that. I love that Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, I love Joseph in the Technicolor Dream Coat with Donny yep. Osmond. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're two for two with okay. me so far. Those are both good ones. And I really, gr- I haven't watched in a long time, but Tommy with uh, Tommy, yeah. Um, and funnily enough, I saw. So I grew up watching Tommy. Had never on DVD. Had never seen with you know Tina Turner, Elton John. Mm-hmm. So like very mm-hmm. good singers. And mm-hmm. being a rock opera, you didn't. Ha- you know, as long as you can sing like rock music, you probably are going to do okay. So I would say the cast of Tommy is pretty good, um, all things well, considered. <laughs> the cast the cast makes or break this for yeah. me. I mean, yes, I, I talked a lot about like direct choices can, can really do that. But like, I don't, you know, I think the cast can sell it regardless of what you do as a director with it, regardless of how you translate it. If you do have a very good cast, it can upgrade it. Because like, I, I, I again, I, I could probably sit there and be like with Joseph, which is I think is very good. I think there's a lot of things about that movie that like is is not good as a movie, but I enjoy it because one, the cast is very good, and, and they I think, were largely from the stage productions. Yes, exactly. I, I, I that's what I was going to say. I think they they were all from the stage production, and I think that that really elevates things because they know what they're doing with it, and they can kind of make it work for that. Especially like Joseph, it's very campy. They, they said, we're going to yep. sell this very campy. It's going to be very campy. That's kind of part of the concept. Then it works. Musicals work for that. They Sweeney commit. Todd was just like a disaster <laughs> as a movie because it just doesn't, it just didn't work. The serious tone and terrible singers doesn't work. So um, back to my point about being, you know, having first being introduced to these musicals or I should even say more rock operas. Um, in the case of Tommy and Jesus Christ Superstar, um, having seen them first on DVD and then seeing the stage productions, I was so disappointed seeing the live stage production of Tommy. Like I, I saw it in Stratford um, mm. in my, oh, it would have been a couple years ago now, maybe even 10 years ago. Um, and I hated it. And my mom, I saw it with my mom who also grew up with the the film version, obviously, um, and both of us were like, oh my gosh, this was garbage, which is really unusual because Stratford is kind of known for their mm-hmm. musical productions. For sure. Um, so yeah, I guess it can go both ways. <laughs> I guess it's kind of my point. <laughs> and it's again, that the whole like, oh, you saw the movie and then read the book and you're like, oh, I like the movie much better than the book. So I think that that, that happened in terms of like bad musicals, I would say Into the Woods as a movie, I hate it. I've never seen the stage production, but um, I really didn't like the movie. And same with Sweeney Todd. I've, I've never seen the stage production, but I really didn't like the movie. And the Jesus Christ Superstar that came out in the 90s. That film adaptation is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, 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 with Jesus Christ Superstar, they got it right the first time. Yeah. We don't need any, shot. we don't need no. any other ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah i i couldn't agree with you more and we you're right we could do a whole musicals episode and if people want it we'll do it but because i actually right like now, musicals i would enjoy talking yeah. about them for an hour i know it would be torture for you well, i mean let's pick some good ones if we just pick good ones it's not torture we pick the bad ones it's torture i mean 
We'll see. Um, the last kind of fan question that's not really about, it's sort of about the movie club, movie club, but it's not a direct thing as Chris wrote in again and just says this movie club is a big success. So oh, there you go. Thanks. Chris thinks it's a big success so far. Um, so let's, let's transition right into it. I mean, yeah. we got, we got two films to talk about. We've got some fans who wrote in their thoughts about connecting them, but let's hear from uh, Taylor. You and I first, we'll talk about these movies. Um, let's talk about Kingsman. Uh, first, uh, what, what were your thoughts on, on Kingsman? I like this movie. I didn't originally see it in theaters, but did see it shortly after it came available. I either probably like VOD'd it or right. rented it when it first came out because this was 2012. So people were still like using VOD, not Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that yeah. people like, I know some people still use VOD, but for the most part, Netflix has um, replaced it. So I remember when I first saw it thinking, oh my gosh, why did I wait so long to watch it? Like, why didn't I see it in theaters? This definitely is a movie that what like should be experienced on the big, big screen, in my opinion. Oh, Um, I agree with you. And I think it's a lot of fun. Um, And on second watch, I still thought it was fun. I actually haven't seen the second one yet. Um, hmm. but watching the first one again made me think, hmm, maybe I should rent the second one just as like something fun to do, um, on the weekend. I'm not like a huge fan of, um, Bond movies, like typical, like traditional spy movies. Right. Um, yeah. I think I've only seen like half one Bond movie, but um, they make a quip in the movie about saying how like the new Bond movies are so serious but the old bond movies are a lot of fun so i was like oh maybe i should watch the old ones <laughs> yes yeah the old ones are very campy yeah and fun yeah because i like i like spy with um what's her name that female actress spy isn't that the name of the movie where she's like an it for the cia oh, and yes then... um yeah oh yeah yeah and and then she she has to go she becomes and, like and... She has to go undercover. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's what's her name? Um, the, the oh man, she was in um she was in Bridesmaids. Um, Let me oh, look it up. Melissa McCarthy. Yes, Melissa McCarthy. Yes. That's her name. So I really yeah, like yeah. Spy, and I really like obviously the Man from Uncle, and I do like yeah. the the Spy who dumped me. So like, I that's guess another good one. Yeah, yeah, like I guess I do like spy movies. I just don't like like serious ones so anyways that's why yeah. i, I really yeah, you like the camp, like even man from uncles campy and yeah. fun right? yeah even though it's serious at times it's not like a comedy but man from uncles fun like it's zany fun sometimes it's zany yeah. um yeah. so i certainly feel that way about kingsman and i'm really looking forward to the um it's not really i guess it's a prequel because um it's gonna it's about like the origin story of the kingsman it's been pushed back quite a bit but it's supposed to come out gosh it might even have a 2022 release date now i i do think it got pushed back to 2022 i was thinking that too it was like oh maybe this is one of the ones they'll try to release in the fall but i think it got pushed back even more like i think they really want a summer release date for that. yeah and it makes sense because this definitely um again i can't really speak to the second one but the first one definitely is like big blockbuster um summertime get together with friends like 
late August night, you know, like this is a, one of those movies that you could see at like 11 o'clock at night and like come out like really excited in the hot, humid air. That's kind of yeah. the uh, feeling I get from this movie. So it makes sense that they're going to try to push back until a summer release date for the prequel, which I think is called A King King's Man. It, yeah, it's, it's like, the, I think it's called, yeah, I think it's called The King's Man. Yeah, like singular. Yeah, not like Kingsman. Yeah, singular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of confusing. But it looks really yeah. great. And it's set during World War One, and it has like a lot of yep. um, historical people in it. So anyways, um, watching this again is me re-excited me for that post-COVID. Mm. Um, what is there to say? It's just a fun movie. Um, yeah. Taron Edging- Edgerton. Edgerton. Um, this is kind of one of his first movies. I think this is his first movie. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he did this movie right after he like graduated from theater school or whatever. Like I'm pretty sure this is it. This is what introduced us. Which to is him. pretty impressive considering this is his first movie role. Like you wouldn't really... Mm-hmm. No, um, I think he acts with like a lot of confidence, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like he has a very assured way of acting. Yeah, he knocks it out of the park in this movie. Absolutely. And um, with him then being the Elton John biopic, you can see that he's going to hopefully have a very good career. And I think he deserves it. Like he's very fun to watch. Elton John met him on the set of the second yes. Kingsman movie, The Golden Circle. That's how they met. And Elton John said, this is who I want playing me. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. The villain is fun with it being uh, Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, his henchwoman is pretty interesting. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. With the, her, like, razor legs. Razor legs, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's very James Bond yeah. from like the seventies, eighties, like zany, yeah, like harpoon legs, kind of. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> and I think like the plots, it's timely, but like not too timely in the sense that like ten years from now it's gonna feel dated. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's the classic spy movie where like the villain is like larger than life and his crime is larger than life, but it's also kind of rooted in reality. Yeah. 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 You can kind of, it's rooted in reality, but it's, it's big enough that it makes it fun. Yeah. It's it's a little outrageous, but it's also like, you know, it's not too far fetched. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what's your rating? What, What would you give it? For me, this is a CM. And if like, if I could go back in time and, know now or know then what I know now I would have seen it in theaters I think the problem with the trailers was that it made it seem like a really serious spy movie because I remember even I remember even watching it and being like that's not the movie that the trailers made it seem no no Um, not at all not at all the trailers did not do the movie justice as to what it was like yeah like it's yeah so um it's one of those movies where is it gonna like is it the best movie ever made no but is it super fun and enjoyable and like made for a theater going experience Mm -hmm. definitely so for me it's a see it yeah like that's the thing like i have literally nothing else to say about this movie because you've just said it all like it it was fun i think i've seen this movie 10 times like i'm not even joking like i saw it in the theaters but i went going i i don't know if i'm gonna like this whatever it's something to see and i ended up loving it 
Um, I, yeah, it's not, is it the best movie ever? No, but it's exactly how you described it of you're going to the theaters, you come out of the theaters and it's, it's, it's hot and humid, but it's later in the evening and it's summer and you're with friends and you just want to go somewhere to cool off and have some popcorn and have some fun. This movie is that. So yeah, I, I give it a see it as well. And I have nothing else to say about this movie because you said it perfectly. That's exactly how I feel. about. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah, like we're, we're, we couldn't be more on we're the, same, on the page. same page today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so M- let's talk about Empire of the Sun, because this is a movie that I don't know about you, Taylor. Like, I actually didn't see this ever. This is one of the movies that I've I've heard the name of, but just never got around to watching. No, I've never entirely. seen it. Yeah. OK. And I've heard this name before, but didn't know. Oh, what is this? like, I, I, you know, oh, it's a Spielberg movie. Like, that's about as far as I knew about this, even to the point where you last week, you said when you were looking it up, you were like, oh, a young Christian Bale. I thought we were getting like Christian Bale from like swing kids and the newsies, like a teenager. No, he's a baby. Know. He's a baby. <laughs> he's a child. And it, for the first like, like 10 12. minutes. He's like Yeah, he's like, the, for the first 10 minutes of the movie, I'm like, where's Christian Bale? I thought he was the lead. And then event, like the kid says something specific. And I'm like, that's Christian Bale. Like, yeah. it's the kid. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that. Um, This like. So you're right. It's a Spielberg movie. I'm not actually a huge fan of Spielberg. So this isn't a movie that I would have. This isn't a movie that I would have sought out in like normal circumstances. Um, Having read the description, I thought, oh, like this is going to be like interesting. I I don't know. I don't. How did you to tell me how you felt about it? And then I'll say how Um, I felt about it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think from where you might be going with it, we're, we're again, similar. But, like, I overall, I would say I enjoyed Empire of the Sun. I just felt that it also, even as the movie was going, wasn't quite the movie I thought it was going to be. Um, I, I thought that there were some elements I really liked. I thought the cinematography was excellent. I thought the fact that this movie was made in, like, what, 1987? That was the year I was born. And I thought that like the practicalness of it is something I miss in films like this film you could feel and you could smell and it was an immersive experience. The fact because, that like, they're using real extras real, as opposed everything. to yes, CGI. there's no CGI any like if there is like if there's nothing, it's all practical. I think and that the, was what I think Spielberg the nuclear so explosion. Sure. It's like yeah. the only CGI. That's about yeah. it. But everything else is very like it's very ta- it's very tactile movie. Um, but. With that being said, there were times where I'm like, this is over two and a half hours long. It's dragging along here. I'm not too sure where we're going. Like it felt, it did feel very epic in the sense of like, they used to make epic movies a lot like this, where you've got this character and he's kind of going from, from sort of section of the movie to section of the movie. And it's almost like three different stories. Like you get the story of he's separated from his parents. He's, he's in his house still, but he's kind of adjusting to this new life. Then you've got the, he meets uh, a very young, actual good actor, John Malkovich, um, and kind of, you know, does this sort of street thing. And then he ends up, you know, being in basically a camp. And what's that like? And it's it feels like we're going through three or four different types of movies. Because at times, this seemed very serious and very solemn. And then at times, I mean, young Christian Bale's just running around being Gabrosh just being like really annoying and just kind of like doing a bunch of stuff and like won't leave anyone alone. It's like screaming. It's like punching people in the face and like slapping people and he's getting slapped. And it's like, what is going on? Like it's, it was very, it was very strange tonally that way I will say. Um, But with that being said, there were things about it. I liked, I I did like, um, 
you know, the, the kind of journey that, that the movie did go on. I thought some of the cinematography was nice. I thought some of the visuals were nice. I will compliment John Malkovich, who's someone I've bashed on the show before. He acted in this movie and well. I thought he like did. I, I thought he gave a good re- performance. Yes. And better than I've seen him in and stuff that we've reviewed over the past couple of years. Because he was in that Bird Box movie. And what was that movie with um, Zac Efron? Um there's another trial movie. Oh, the Ted Bundy movie. That's what it was. It was the Ted Bundy. Oh, one. he was the and lawyer or the judge. judge. Yeah, and I just didn't think he was very good. So I will I will give credit where credit's due. I like Do you John think Mocking. he's like so far advanced in his career now that he's just like he can phone he's one of those guys who's like, Yeah, I can phone it in. But oh, this is like sure. an early performance. Yeah. This was an early performance, so he was actually trying. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, you know, and I agree. I thought he was good. Like I thought he was one of the better elements of the movie. I kind of liked that weird mentorship relationship that happened between him and 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 Jim where it's it's not really a healthy relationship but like they're they're kind of working together in He's some ways using like I thought him kind of but there yeah, is exactly. affection there. Yes, there's affection there and it's like it's kind of interesting in that sense but yeah there were times in this movie where I had to think for a second I was like okay what's going on again and I think that that's part of the flaw the movie had about continuing on and on. Um, but yeah, with with that being said, like I would give the I would give it a stream it, but I I think that there are flaws in the movie. So I, I where you were starting to kind of explain what you're feeling, I I'm sure I will agree with whatever you're about to say. I did find it um kind of boring <laughs> um, at certain points, <laughs> oh. <laughs> probably because like it was like dragging on, yeah. um yeah, and like the things that they like took time, like the. The things they took time to show, I wasn't necessarily interested in. And and then the things that I was interested in were kind of underdeveloped. Like there's this whole kind of like subplot of like this like British couple in the internment camp who are like kind of looking after him, but like not really and are kind of annoyed by him. And like he seems more like a nuisance. And I thought, oh, this is like a very interesting dynamic and like the wife of the couple's kind of dying but like they never address that and like so i found the relationship between jim christian bale and this like british couple really confusing and i don't think it had to have been confusing if they had spent time like really fleshing that out yeah, which they did. They didn't with a lot of things. Like there's a lot of those moments where they didn't really flesh out or explain what was going on. And I think maybe that was the point. I don't know. And it is immersive. Like I felt like I was part of the world in some ways, yeah. but that took me out of it where I was like, wait a minute, who are these people? And what, what yeah, what's why do connection? Why do I care? Why is he talking yeah. about his, why did he get the wife, the food in the yeah. first place? Like, so that was really confusing to me. Um, and I would have liked to know more. And for a movie that's being two and a half hours, there isn't really an excuse for that. Like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the thing. like, I don't know if you felt this way, Taylor, but like, even at the end of the two and a half hours, there were things about it I liked. And, and again, I will say I came out of this movie more or less positive. But the thing that kind of bugged me was at the end, I was kind of like, like, that was two and a half hours. But like, there were so many things that you didn't really talk about. And I kind of felt coming out of it being like, not a lot happened. Like, for, for that long of a movie, not a lot yeah, really transpired. Yeah, agree. And they're, like, you know, um, John Malkovich's buddy, like, Frank, I think was his name. Frank? 
Yeah, I think, yeah. The guy who who found, yeah. like, the guy in the car. Okay. So yeah. you, like, lose Frank for, like, half the movie. And then all of a sudden, he's back at the internment camp. Yes. And, like, and, and, like they they don't really explain that. They literally, like, <laughs> Christian Bale literally goes, hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what like and uh because that happened more than once though like there would be you'd meet these characters and and obviously they were at this camp and we didn't know them before because um what was john Malkovich's character bainsey or something yeah they they just arrived so i get that part but then they never expect like ben stiller popped up for like two scenes yeah i was hoping you would mention that yeah like who (laughs) who was he like what just some random dude i guess maybe that's the you know the point isn't to focus on that type of stuff but it did take it did take me out of the movie a bit i guess also um like obviously i never lived through war (laughs) duh but um i think of like it's based on an autobiography or it's based on a, a book and the book is informed by the author's experiences during World War II. So right. the fact that, you know, um, uh, John Malkovich and Frank and the actor who plays Frank kind of like um, Christian Bale's character kind of like keeps like bumping into them. I'm like, is that really yeah. what would happen in a war? Like, Based on like what ex- my like Baba went through it during war, I'm like I'm pretty sure if you like separated from someone, like you're not gonna just like randomly bump into them randomly again. again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. Like, I don't know a lot about the uh, Pacific theater of war. Like, I don't actually know how big Hong Kong is. So, like, maybe there was only one internment camp for like american pow's and um like british nationals i don't know but the fact that like (laughs) christian bale's character gets sent to an internment camp and john malkovich just happens to be at the pow camp next door and that they're like allowed to like mingle (laughs) didn't really make sense to me yeah and the kind of like you know the even the emotional moment of like john malkovich's character like bails on him and, and escapes and is gone and then like randomly shows up comes back later and it's just like jim stop doing this or whatever yeah. and it's just like you you've been gone and like there's no that emotional moment is kind of taken a, away a bit because there's no real like i guess i was missing in like a i don't know i don't want to call it a traditional movie but in, a, in another plot this would have been like they'd have an emotional moment of john malkovich being like you know come with me and he's like no you abandoned me and like we have a dialogued scene but the dialogue in this was kind of all over the place like it was very choppy and i feel like i i missed a little bit of that like uh hanging on to those emotions and actually having a conversation i guess is what i'm saying yeah it, like happened too fast and again like in yeah a movie, very quickly in a movie that's two hours and 30 minutes like there's no reason that that needed to be rushed but then mm-hmm. they like had like shots like lingering on airplanes you know what i mm-hmm. mean <laughs> like yeah yeah, for like a long time. Edit those. Um, so what, yeah. What would you give the movie in terms of a rating? I think even though I didn't really, it's not, it wasn't really my cup of tea. I think it's a mm-hmm. stream it because I think yeah. there is an audience out there for it. Um, for sure. People who enjoy World War II movies, who enjoy period epics, I think will get a lot of enjoyment out of this movie. I think people who enjoy um spielberg's directing will probably like this movie again Mm -hmm. like i went in with my biases so 
that kind of colored my perception of the yeah. movie. And I did find the movie kind of dry. But again, I think there are going to be people out there who this is like, they're like, dang, why did I wait so long to watch this? Yeah. So it's a yeah. stream Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's fair. It makes sense. Like even in terms of like, there's an audience out there, like, you know, Matt, who we had on last week, I know he likes Empire of the Sun. He, he saw it in theaters when he was younger um, and really enjoyed it. So I think that like, there, there's an audience for this. And I do think the Spielberg thing is big. Like I think Spielberg's directing is all over this. It's like it's Christopher Nolan, nature. right? Like people 100%. who like Christopher Nolan yeah. will watch his movies yeah. no matter what. So, and again, like I can't, I don't know enough about Spielberg's body of work to know whether or not this is like a good or bad Spielberg movie. I know at the time it didn't perform well in box office and it is considered one of his lower um, like income movies. Like it's, the box office returns are are one of his lower um but again take that as you will right like who knows what the movie was competing against in 1987 it is like it is a world war ii movie in an internment camp so it's not like Mm -hmm. it's a feel good (laughs) rah 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 Um, yeah and and we, so we've got a couple people who wrote in with some connections, but before we get to the the fans, just very quickly, Taylor, like any any connections you have between these films? I think they're both coming of age stories, um, yeah. and in a way, like loss of innocence. Um, although Eggsy's character in Kingsman, he kind of lost his innocence. Uh, you don't necessarily see like him losing his innocence, but you definitely see him maturing and coming of age, yeah. and like taking on responsibility and then um empire of the sun is definitely like a straight coming of age loss of innocence story where like christian bale is literally like 12 and like seeing people die in front of him yeah like i I feel like those these two films have that in common for sure where you are taking someone and there's a change happening to a young person like there's a coming of age just in two different ways yeah almost like at two different time points like you're you you just brought it up empire of the sun is that loss of innocence at age 12 as you or however mature, old he right? is or how old he is but he's a kid basically and then you've got the sort of like taking on responsibility of the kingsman you know yeah. the loss of innocence of like he's no he can't just be an adolescence teen anymore yeah. he's got to kind of elevate to something else so um yeah i think that that was kind of a clear connection between and actually that's a good segue to one of our fans who brought up something that's very similar taylor so we'll jump into this one first and then we'll get to the others well, but this is from stephanie um, Stephanie said, um, first of all, I have to say I'm loving this concept of movies from a hat. It gives us a really fun moment to end each show uh, each week. And I get to watch these movies in a way that I've never seen before. Um, I thought uh, it within the three weeks, this one was actually one of the harder ones to make a comparison to. But I do have one comparison for you guys to think about. This week, I thought that the two films had two characters who started off in sort of different parts in their life. One person was in high society, one person was in sort of a lower class, and they both had to elevate and change in two very different ways. We have Jim, Jamie, who is trying to get back to his parents, learning how to navigate a new world, coming from nothing but grandeur, versus Eggsy, who has really had nothing. His dad is gone, and he wants to help his mother out but doesn't know how, and he has to sort of elevate into this classy James Bond world. Um, So I thought that was very interesting that these two characters are both coming of age stories, but in two very different ways. I sure love listening along and watching each of these movies with your podcast. I hope the movies in Hat doesn't run out. 
Um, so that's from Stephanie. So very similar thoughts to what you just brought up of these comparisons of two people going through something in kind of two different ways. Yeah, thanks, Stephanie. I would that reminded me. I also picked up on the class thing, kind of like the, the yeah, you know, the have-nots versus the haves, and mm-hmm. you see that dynamic in both movies. You know how Christian Bale treats the help. And then how in um, Kingsman, how they treat Eggsy because they perceive him as lower class. Lower class. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's I think it's a very good comparison between the two. Yeah. I I also kind of agree with what Stephanie said of at first, I think it's harder to make comparisons to these movies. But those themes are pretty prevalent in there. And Stephanie, don't worry. It's not going to run out. We have 150 movies or something in there. It's a lot. So we're fine. (laughs) (laughs) There's no problem. Um, Let's hear from uh, Tyler next. Um, So Tyler says, Dear Taylor and Mike, another strange combo from the hat this week. On the one hand, uh, we have a heavily stylized espionage action flick with bulletproof suits and exploding heads. On the other hand, an exceptionally earnest and uh, sickeningly, what is this word? Sencorian? War epic? I don't know. Uh, About uh, affluence and loss of innocence. What do they have in common? Give me a sec. Okay, here's a few things. So Tyler's come up with three things that he believes they have in common. One we've kind of already brought up, but two other ones to kind of look at. So the one we've kind of talked about was um, the the use of of class. So he says, both put British puffery against primal violence. The Kingsman features a group of SWAD and gentry trying to stop an evil plot that will unleash uh, the inner violence inherent to humans upon the world. Empire of the Sun sees the British sensibilities of upper class being slowly degraded by the animalistic need to survive. Both play with this idea of peeling back the fancy wallpaper to reveal the more primal foundation beneath. So Tyler kind of talks about that classism, but kind of breaking it down a little bit. And that sense of like this upper class versus the primal need to survive, which is true. Like that's kind of within there, certainly an empire of the sun. So I kind of, I kind of see that comparison. Uh, His next one is they both make good use of longer takes. So this is more technical. Spielberg is known for longer dynamic shots that uses camera movement and framing to deliver the same effect as several shorter shots edited together. While none of his long takes in empire of the sun are especially long. The technique is still present here the kingsman meanwhile has a ridiculously long action scene set to a ridiculously long guitar solo from freebird with the majority of the fight done in a single take in theory both use the long take to promote immersion in practice one uses invisible long takes that actually promote inversion while the other uses flashy long takes that make you lean in with wonder so i don't know if, if tyler's saying these are good things or not He's describing it, but I don't know if he's saying that he liked it or not. <laughs> but, I think yeah, I, you know. <laughs> it's good. I like a long yeah. take. And um, uh, Guy Ritchie does it a lot, too. Yeah, Guy Ritchie's big with his long takes. Yeah, yeah. And and Guy Ritchie also likes to do sort of slow down, speed up things. Yeah. Which I think you see a little bit in that big fight scene that he's talking about. And, and that in Kingsman, like, that scene in the church is... Like it was phenomenal, and it, it was one of the scenes that everyone was talking about coming out of. The I thought it was great. Like, yeah, and and I have to say this one thing because this is what, I just never saw Colin Firth in this way until after Kingsman. Like, I honestly went into this movie being like Colin Firth in this like action movie. I like I just don't. I see think it. I read an article that he took the movie for that reason. That yeah. like people typically incredible. see him as like like you know like a period piece kind of like. Mm-hmm. 
buddy-duddy. Yeah. And this was the first chance he got to be kind of like a badass. I think I'm and, pretty sure I read that. And if that, I mean, if that's the case, great job. Because I thought he was incredible in this movie. And he was someone I came up being like, I can't believe Colin Firth was basically James Bond. Yeah, it was fun. Like, it was great. Um, Tyler's third point is they both deal with class divide. Both films are centered uh, on the young British males who undergo a change in fortune that emphasizes the class divide between the affluent haves and the downtrodden have-nots. The difference only in the direction of the change is uh, in fortune, whether it be rags to riches or its inverse. Hopefully uh, these help. I'm excited to see what the hat provides this week. Sincerely, Tyler, wait, is that Ben Stiller? Vance. (laughs) It Um, was. It was Ben Stiller. It was Ben Stiller. (laughs) And yeah, so I think that class divide, Stephanie brought it up, Taylor, you brought it up, like Tyler brought it up. Like, I think that's kind of the clear theme between these two. Yeah. Um, which which is kind of good. We've got one more fan to hear from here. Lily uh, chimed in as well and says the two films have a mentorship relationship. Um, oh, I didn't think of that. Young characters. Yeah, I didn't think about this either. This is a really actually interesting point. So she says, um, through our two, though our two mentors couldn't be more different, it does seem to me that Jim and Eggsy get taken under the wing, even reluctantly, of older mentors to discover a new world that they know little about. Both Jim and Eggsy uh, seem to become quick experts in both cases, but I thought it was an interesting thing that both films did. So yeah, that like that's a really interesting point of like the mentorship, which is kind of there. I mean, she she brings up reluctantly, which I think it was. Like, I don't think Bainesy wanted to have Jim <laughs> running around, but, but like there, there is that mentorship, that aspect in the films as well. So that, that's a really good point. Um, uh, Lily also just finishes off by saying what I found very interesting so far is I think each week the films couldn't be more different in terms of where they came from, uh, where they were made, who's behind the camera, who's in front. But I feel like on surface, each film so far has been very different. But once we turn our brains on to view in this different way, we all see connections between these very different movies. I've really loved how this has gone. I watched this week's movies virtually with my sister and explained the concept to her. We kept having to pause both films to discuss and defeat each other's points of comparison. It was a lot of fun. So that's from Lily. Oh, thanks, Lily. I'm glad that you were able to rope your sister in to the yeah, show. Yeah, and that's great. <laughs> I'm glad you guys were virtually watching and having to pause and argue points. Um, and just uh, just so we I try to do this every week, just to say who submitted the films. Derek submitted Empire of the Sun and Akil submitted Kingsman. So thank cool. you to both Derek and Akil for submitting those. But uh, yeah, I think the class divide is there. Lily brings up a good point that I didn't really think of until... I read her email of, of, I do think that mentorship aspect. It's pretty obvious. Now that she mentioned it, it's like, oh, duh. Yeah. yeah it's like, we all kind of missed that. Like, we will, but there you go. Thanks, That's Lily. A, Lily being insightful. There Always. You go. But yeah, I, all in all, again, another week where it's like, it's an odd combo, but we were able to find something between the two. So yeah. I think it worked. Um, so there you go. That's Empire of the Sun and Kingsman. Um, I think very interesting interesting in different films and in different ways but entertaining in a lot of ways nonetheless hey mike before we um get to the next movies out of the hat i have a not a great plan update for you oh and everyone (laughs) okay not a great plan update what's the plan update well a headline update so a couple weeks ago yeah a couple weeks ago i had mentioned army hammer and his cannibalism fiasco is this okay now hold on 
before before you move on, should I cue should I cue the music now? Cue the music for our fans. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. That's right, it's not a great plan, where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. So, I don't actually have the headline in front of me, but essentially, okay. <laughs> Army, Army Hammer is now dropping out of the Godfather television show. Not a great plan. So, I had mentioned a couple weeks ago, Army Hammer had to drop out of the J-Lo movie he was doing because of these... Um, uh alleged rumors that he's into cannibalism he said of course there's no truth to these rumors but he dropped out of the j-lo movie anyways and at the time i had said oh but he's still attached to the godfather making of tv show um and no news of him dropping out of that well this week it was announced that he has dropped out of that tv project so the plot thickens in terms of the army hammer cannibalism saga not a great plan wow not a great plan there you go wow the return of not a great plan for the cannibal we we need to have a cannibalism saga intro that we need to do <laughs> and make so, this a regular thing i know we're running out of time mike and <laughs> i don't necessarily want to this might be opening a kettle uh, a kettle of fish but do you think him dropping out indicates guilt or innocence do you think I don't know. <laughs> like if i was innocent i wouldn't drop out of those projects yeah neither neither would i um it's making me seem like he's a cannibal um but uh i don't know i mean or at least, it's or at least he's like into cannibalism <laughs> or at least he's into it he's at least open to it yeah like that would be that to what it says to me is when you drop out of a project even if you're not you know you're either guilty of whatever saying or for some reason you're under the impression that's going to be better for you. So maybe it is. He's just open to it. I don't know. This is let's continue this discussion. <laughs> we we'll put, we'll put a pin in the cannibal song. Put it, let's put a pin in this so we can draw these <laughs> names here and we can we can get we can get things going here. OK, we got two more movies to go here. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. Here we go. The first one is. Sliding Doors. Oh, Sliding gosh. Doors. With is Gwyneth Paltrow. Movie? I guess so. I don't know. Do people know that I hate <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow? Have I ta- talked about that on the show? I, I wonder if... We'll look it up for next week, but I wonder if someone did do that on purpose. We'll see. Um, the second movie is... Enemy 2013. So we've got Sliding Doors and Enemy from 2013. Sliding Doors and Enemy from 2013. So there you go. Uh, we are unfortunately out of time, but those are the two movies next week. You'll hear more about those uh, next week as we review them and look up who did this. Um, so Sliding Doors is movie number one and Enemy from 2013 is movie number two. And uh, you'll hear from us next week. Go see some movies. I did the wrong ending. Yeah. Do you want to just do <laughs> yeah. that again? Go stream some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. 
Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.